right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Write down our toll-free number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. By the way, later, Andrew Giuliani, son of former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, announcing he is going to make a run at uh, governor in the great state of New York. It's, this is going to get interesting. Now, can, can somebody beat Cuomo in a, in a deep, deep, deep blue state like New York? I don't know. It's just the numbers of the numbers. You got 9 million New York City residents, 9 out of, you know, 90% of them are Democrats. I mean, and they just vote. I mean, this is hardcore socialist, new Green Deal, radical, defund, dismantle the police Democrats. And Cuomo, I don't know. It doesn't really seem to matter. Like, I think the biggest question California is going to face Gavin Newsom is now he's allocating money to go to two thirds of Californians just getting a free check from your government, including illegal immigrants, just like New York did, just like they did in the great state of New Jersey and elsewhere around the country in these blue states. So they're going to take the 40 million blue state bailout money with a 75 billion dollar per uh, uh, surplus for the 40 billion They're going to take money from red states that are fiscally responsible and then give it away in the lead up to a special election recall election out in California. Wow. Something of great value. And I wonder if that would impact the race out in California. I'm not saying it would. Looks awful like like an incentive to me. Pretty unbelievable. I'm, I'm getting sick of all of these 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 blue state mayors and governors. They're the dumbest people on earth. And there's no way that you can hold them accountable. Now, maybe that'll change. The hardest question Californians will face is, will you vote to recall Gavin Newsom, the guy that just mailed you free money? I don't know. I don't see how that can happen now. And the same in New York. I mean, it's it's a one party. These are one party states, socialist utopias, sanctuary states and cities the worst policies nobody's held accountable maybe there's a backlash building somewhere down the line for somebody maybe maybe andrew giuliani can pull this off you know you got to run for mayor in new york they don't even mention the republican curtis lee that's running they don't even mention him not even in the list did you see that in the paper today just put the democrats in there because they, they that's so obviously a democratic city Comrade de Blasio, I love Dr. de Blasio offering Shake Shack burgers and french fries if you get if you get the poke. Listen. Some people love hamburgers, some don't really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. Mmm. <laughs> I'm getting a very good feeling about vaccination right this moment. How gross is that? <laughs> That's almost as gross as that green drink and orange drink you have every day. Oh, it's not even close. That is just, he's so vile. And not for nothing, if you're talking about giving somebody a shot because you want them to live longer and be healthier and you believe in it. Oh, okay. So we just want to fill our arteries with fries and burgers. Okay. No. You know, it's interesting. But I don't know if you saw this. The Nation interviewed Chucky Schumer. Now, what's fascinating is Chucky Schumer is scared to death of AOC. He's scared that AOC, who's really the Speaker of the House, 
Pelosi speaker in name only, is going to is, is going to challenge him for his Senate seat, which I would not be surprised. I may actually weigh in and support AOC just to get back at Chucky. Um, but anyway, he says Donald Trump controls the Republican primaries. He controls the media. He controls the media. He doesn't control the media. He tells Sean Hannity to say something and he will. No, he doesn't. <laughs> that's, that's not the case. The fact that we agree on law and order and secure borders and energy independence and constitutionalists on the bench and lower taxes and less bureaucracy and free market solutions to health care that protect pre-existing conditions and uh, peace through strength. That doesn't that's that's us agreeing. But he's scared to death. You want to talk about you know any one of the controversies involving Donald Trump, the Democrats, the media mob, they spoke in one voice. Stormy, 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 stormy. Russia, 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 Russia. Asshole, 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 asshole. I'll just play a little bit of each. JCO. This could be the last nail in the coffin. Stormy yeah. Daniels is causing stormy weather. Porn star Stormy Daniels claims President Trump broke the law, had her bullied. Does Stormy Daniels have the president's number? It sure seems that way. President Trump might have met his match uh, with Stormy Daniels. How is Stormy weathering this? Stormy speaks. It's not clear what he meant by whole countries. Are you shocked or surprised by this? I'm not surprised. In, in one way, I'm proud. I am a proud No, we are not all created equal, at least not if you are born in, as the president put it, a whole country. The word house instead of whole, as in house countries, not whole countries. This idea propagated by the president and others that it is a fake dossier, that's just not true. A sort of dossier of alleged dirt that the Russians allegedly say they allegedly have on Donald Trump. Alleged dirt that they allegedly use to allegedly cultivate him is basically a Russian asset. There's a lot of distraction about this dossier. If you go back and read the 35 pages, what's going on in the world of Trump right now is a massive attempt to distract and deflect from it. What is reported in that dossier is in line with what we know. That's what Congressman Schiff was saying. The president has called it a hoax, and we've heard other other names for it, but late last year, top officials at the FBI and the CIA and the Director of National Intelligence actually discussed including parts of the Steele dossier in the official intelligence document on Russian meddling. Okay. No, they don't speak with one voice, except they lie. They lied about the dossier. They lied about all of it. Russia, Russia. Democratic Party pollster had bad news for his party. It's a little early to look at this, but Stan Greenberg, veteran Democratic pollster, discovered that three quarters of the Republican electorate, they, they support Donald Trump and his policies. And the GOP voters overall are way more enthusiastic than Democrats about voting next year by 11 percentage points. Uh, and Greenberg's poll, uh, his results defy conventional wisdom that Trump's dominance and agenda is over. Uh, Greenberg says the dynamic could sink the Democrats running in key contests for the House and the Senate and and governorships in several states. And uh, when you look at this poll, look, it's it's going to come down to you, the American people. And I'm it's only going to get worse from here. Joe Biden is not up to the job and it's becoming more obvious each and every day. 
Where do you hear our report with Luke Rosiak? It's even worse for zero experience Hunter. Even worse. Gets worse every day. By the way, 19 states urging Biden to resume construction of the Keystone Pipeline after the colonial shutdown. I hope they're able to pull this off. And this is probably going to take a whole series of lawsuits, and that takes a lot of time. U.S. home build, building fell by more than expected in April. You don't think lumber prices impact this? It does. Housing prices went down 9.5% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.5 million units last month. Single-family home building, the largest share of the housing market, dropped a whopping 13.4%. Not good news. On top of the inflation, not good news. Higher gas prices, not good news. Uh, giving up energy independence, not good news. Higher taxes coming, maybe retroactively, not good news. Unbelievable. Biden's gas shortage continues as the media claims supplies are back to normal. No, they're not. It's still half the gas stations in North Carolina, almost half in South Carolina. The pumps are closed. 40% in Georgia, closed. 27% Virginia. We may not get back to normal till Memorial Day. Oh, interesting side note, in case you didn't know it. Did you know that was tax day, I guess, recently? Loves to run around the country, Joe and Kamala, talking about people not paying their fair share, blah, blah, blah. I guess yesterday was tax day, postponed a month due to COVID or Anyway, New York Post reported that Biden remained a, a multimillionaire last year. He and his, his first lady, Jill Biden, jointly earned 607336 bucks in 2020. According to a copy of their tax return, they paid just 25.9% federal taxes. How about we have a box? We'll call it the Donate to the Country box. And if you think you're not paying your fair share... Why don't you just check the box and volunteer to give more? Make it voluntary. I thought we were a country full of people that were pro-choice. We'll make it your choice if you want to pay more. Kamala Harris, her husband, reported $1,695,225 in income, mostly from his work as a partner. And uh, the couple paid $621,893 in income tax, 36.7%. But anyway, they're both multimillionaires. They want you to pay more. What's interesting is watching the dynamic with Bernie Sanders now. I think he feels that the squad is is getting more publicity than him. The Hill had a great article about Sanders flexing his muscles on Biden and pushing even harder to get the Biden-Bernie manifesto through Congress. And he's throwing all his political weight around on all these domestic issues. And, by the way, sticking his nose with ridiculous comments about what's happening in Israel. He's intent to, you know, this Medicare expansion he wants in the infrastructure package uh, and uh, and much more. I don't know how they're going to deal with this. Biden, his, his cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. Now shortages continue. Texas, the latest state to opt out of the federal unemployment benefits. Every Republican state saying, no, we need to get people back to work. Sanders has trashed removing the $10,000 ceiling on the state and local tax deduction that people have. It's been a priority, by the way. Leaders like Chuck Schumer, what they want to do is give a benefit that the rest of America doesn't get. This would benefit me. If you, if you don't have a ceiling, you can only deduct $10,000 of state and local taxes. 
income taxes. If they, if they, if Donald Trump put that in effect, I paid more as a result of the t- Trump tax plan, but it was the right thing to do. Why do I get a break? And the people in Florida, Texas, Tennessee, the Carolinas, and the rest of red America, Mississippi, Alabama, why do they have to pay? For, they, they, they elect politicians that are fiscally responsible, that balance their budgets, and don't squander their money and fund their pensions. Why, why do I get to deduct New York state and city taxes, income taxes, when they squander everything, run deficits, they don't balance budgets, and they don't even pay down their pensions? Sanders is right on that one point for once in his life. With children who qualify for Biden's uh, expanded child tax credit will begin to receive monthly payments on July 15th. The Treasury Department, IRS, announced roughly 39 million U.S. households, which house 88 percent of children in the U.S., will begin receiving monthly payments from the federal government. Um, now, if you say that, how much can we afford? Well, we're on track now. We're going to have a million, two million illegal immigrants in this country by the end of the year. That's what the estimates are from the people we've interviewed. Okay. Hannity, you're too cheap. You just, you want, you're, you're greedy. You're selfish. You don't want to give. I know, actually, the opposite is true. Um, I want to not rob future generations of their inheritance and burden them with a debt load that they'll never be able to work off uh, in 10 lifetimes. This will be, we're now impacting kids because we can't afford all of it and when you say you can't afford it you can't afford it you know are you making enough money to cover the fact that with inflation used cars and trucks are up a whopping 21 percent are you you know you're paying more for gasoline that's another new tax furniture and bedding up eight percent fruit is up 6.2 percent meats four percent All of this is money coming out of your pocket. That's money that you would otherwise have available to you. That's what inflation does. And none of it is going to work out for you. And none of it's going to work out for your family. Because you're not going to get that kind of money adjustment raise unless you're in your own business and you're able to charge more for the services that you do. It's unbelievable. By the way, I'm going to talk about, uh, we have Andrew Giuliani at the top of the hour announcing his run against... Andrew Cuomo, $5.1 million payday for a book its first week I read sold 12,000 copies. Yikes. That would be considered a flop of failure, and the publisher lost a Schiff load in honor of Adam Schiff. 25 to the top of the hour. So we got uh, Joe Sippy Cup, Warm Milky, Night Night, Bedtime Story Joe. People laugh when I say, do you think that's funny, Linda? There's a part of it that's that's funny, but more a part of it that's sad because he's he's such a cognitive mess. You know, I will I say I just, this. I dislike him too much. So it's like nothing is funny about him to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's good about his policies? Nothing really concerns me what he's doing to the country. And it really concerns me because the media, you know, the reason they won't attack me over sippy cup warm milky joe or joey 
You want to, if you're really good, Joey, we'll get you a bedtime story before you warm milky in your sippy cup. Is because I'll just play the greatest hits and say, I'll let you decide. You tell me. And I think if we played all of it now together, we've got to get the newest montage ready for the next attack against me. Because there's the answer. And if you want to look at these moments and tell me that this guy's not struggling cognitively and we can compare and contrast him to 2016 versus today and we can compare him to when he was a senator versus today, I, I, he's like a shell of his former self. And what really scares me beyond the fact that the squad and, and Bernie Sanders are, are, are dictating the agenda of this country, the most radical new green socialist and, and a radical Bolshevik Bernie, because that's what he is. That's why, you know, that attack, I'm like, okay, he's praised Castro, Daniel Nor- Ortega in, in Nicaragua, Chavez in Venezuela, and honeymoons in the former Soviet Union. Not pre glasnost Perestroika. It was before that. This guy is nuts. And he's he's wields great influence with Joe Biden. All right, we have the latest on the coronavirus madness. Senators now have largely shed their masks as they return to the Capitol, marking a step towards the pre-pandemic normalcy. Remember about a week and a half ago, put your mask on. Adam Kinziger, or no, it was Swalwell, I think, lost his mind. Don't tell me what to have to do. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Pelosi extending House remote voting through July 3rd. Now, why do people, we keep hearing the term vaccine hesitancy. Well, the, the hesitancy would be because of the mixed messaging of Democrats. They want to blame conservatives. I think I have given responsible advice to people. I'm not your doctor. I don't know your unique medical condition. I don't know about pre-existing conditions. I don't know what, what, what medicines you might be on. I don't know anything about your immune system. I don't know anything about your health whatsoever. You know, to offer Shake Shack or a chance of winning a million dollars, I guess DeWine's doing that in Ohio, and play doctor on radio and TV, I'm, I'm just going to urge you to be smart and safe and to protect grandma, grandpa, mom and dad and people that are far more vulnerable to complications than yourself. Turns out that, that weight, obesity, plays a very big part in a, as a risk factor. You know, listen, we all have to try and our best to stay in shape. As you get older, it's harder, right? Pain in the neck. And I'm not going the Linda route of, you know, these disgusting, you know, green puke, bile, you know, exorcist, projectile vomiting pea soup, green pea soup drinks of hers or the orange puke that she drinks. I don't know what that is either. And de Blasio, if you get vaccinated, you get more freedom. (laughs) Good grief. You want to follow the science. You sometimes need to wear masks after being immune. Everybody in the media wants to tell everybody what to do. I'm saying, do your research. Come on, most Americans are pretty smart. Every, is there any American now that doesn't understand the issue of masks, social distancing? Is there anybody in America that doesn't know that there are three vaccines? There are people that don't know about therapeutics. That I can tell you. 
There are Americans that don't know about Regeneron, Ivermectin, HCQ, the studies that weren't rescinded from the medical journals. I mean, at the height of this pandemic, that in and of itself is just beyond the pale. What the media, what, what you know, medicine and politics, crisscross politics always wins. I always quote Dr. Oz on that. Um, it's just that it ama- I, want, I want everybody to be smart and healthy. So do your research. Read varying points of view. Read a, you can get online summaries if you don't want to read the whole thing of the clinical trials for Pfizer and Moderna and J&J, Johnson and Johnson. You can read the differences between the Moderna Pfizer vaccine versus the J&J vaccine. And then you can consult with your doctor or doctors, not your favorite television host, not your favorite politician. And that somebody that knows your private personal medical condition and make an educated decision after talking to the professionals that you know. Finally, New York and Illinois will ease the uh, face mask rules for the fully vaccinated. Well, how are we going to know? Are we going to get back to this idea of passports again? Because that's a bad idea. Because if you decide, I mean, if the decision is yours that you want to get vaccinated, I thought the idea was you have now protected yourself from other people. Now Joe Biden is out there. This actually kind of cracked me up. I'm not really sure why it cracked me up, but it did crack me up. And Joe Biden is now saying, be kind and respectful to people who still want to wear masks. Why, Why would anybody care if somebody else is wearing a mask? Linda, do you care if somebody wears a mask? Do you care if somebody wears a hat? Do you care if somebody wears sunglasses? I don't care what people wear. I prefer you wear something. That's all. I would be respectful. I don't really care if people want to wear a mask. People want to go to a restaurant, wear a mask, wear it, knock yourself out. The only reason I'm going to miss the mask is because the anonymity that I I was able to uh, obtain a little bit realizing it's kind of lost to my life you laugh every time i say why is that funny to you i'd be in the store with sunglasses a baseball hat and a mask on and i'd still get recognized how is that possible i know i mean the problem is sean is that you always wear the same sunglasses and the same hat so uh, you know (laughs) maybe you could mix it up a little bit you know Uh, anybody who knows you knows you wear the same thing the same jeans the same shoes the same hat the fireman shirt you know yada yada. fireman nypd fbi i wear a lot Mm -hmm. of law enforcement gear i I don't have a problem but people i was actually recently told in a very respectful way that i'm a horrible dresser you, you are that? a horrible dresser. I mean, until I look we great got on in the TV every dance. night. I put on the sh- now I'm wearing jeans or sweats, but I mean, I'm I'm usually in jeans. Yeah, but What's everybody wrong? looks nice in a button down. Okay, I put jacket. a shirt on. Fox makes me wear the stupid tie. I don't want to wear my stupid tie on TV. I've asked not to have it. Why? I don't know. People know you recognize you in a tie. So they'll recognize me without it. Anyway, I don't know. I don't. The That's tie the doesn't bother me. It's Why does the tie bother you? That, Listen, that tie goes on at 8.57. It's off at 9.01.30, I promise you, every night. That's the only time you're going to catch me in a tie. Be kind and respectful for people who want to wear masks. Okay, I never would. 
I don't really. Why does anybody think anyone else cares? It's sort of like everyone's following the details of, of Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. I don't care about Bill Gates. You want to give your money away, Bill? Give your money away. I do you know, care about the mass, though, when it comes to our kids, Sean. I do. Well, no, that's a whole different story because then I think you raise a good point. We've had our doctors on repeatedly, and we've had many doctors saying it's not good for these kids and that there are other factors that nobody's considering and that the risk for the kids is not what it is for adults. The perfect example of that is Florida schools have been open since August. And it's a great point. You see that kid that got abused by that teacher that we showed last night? It's disgusting. It was horrible. Absolutely out- that teacher oh, should be fired. That teacher's lucky you're not. That tiger mom, you, Linda, oh. is not in the. It, that wasn't your kid. Oh, good your, grief. Your job oh. as a teacher, beyond everything else, is you need to take care of my child with oh, the my. utmost respect. I agree. When they with are you. in your care. And that's the same with my kid. All right, play the tape of the teacher. You got that, JC Owen? vaccinated you little dick okay i don't want to get sick and die okay there's other people you can infect just because you're vaccinated you know what you're not a special person around here you should hear about how everybody talks about you you're I don't a know how jerk talk to me. i don't care how people you're talk a about jerk me. okay and you need to have respect for other people in your life i do you're not a big man on campus but walking around here like you have a stick up your butt I'm just trying not to crease my shoes. That's why I'm walking off with that. It's, it's not literally a dummy. What the hell is that? Yeah, she should be fired five minutes ago. She should ago. be fired. She is, she is horrendous and vile. And the problem is, and this is something that we talked about on the show with Fareed and Dr. Tyson. Wait, say that again. This is something we talked about? Did we talk There's about something, it? Because I'm getting angry. This so, you know. That's what so happens. when you get mad, out comes the Philly accent. Go ahead. It's a Philly mixed with New York. It's a bit of a disaster. But anyways, my point is the, the NIH released a study, and the study says very clearly that the masks have more psychological and physiological harm to our children and to adults for that matter, but I'll discuss that on another day. But it does nothing to stop any variant of any virus. And if we're quote-unquote believing the science then Fauci's NIH should talk about that study that came out in January. It's May. So that teacher is psychotic. That I, I, I would lose my I would lose my Adam Schiff. I'd lose my Schiff. I really would. If that was my kid, I'd go nuts. It's um, disgusting. So sippy cup Joe's COVID warning. Unvaccinated people will pay end up paying the price. Oh, Doctor Doctor Sippy Cup is now giving us advice on on medicine it was a it was a very funny i don't know who wrote the piece it was on town hall i apologize for not giving attribution which we usually do actually i think it was derek hunter who did it and and oh just shut up already dr fauci just shut up my my favorite thing though that happened this week was in texas and we love governor rabbit on this program he's a good guy what do you think all this talk of mcconaughey the actor running against Either, I guess Abbott or the lieutenant governor. Just because you're a Hollywood actor. Well, I, I happen to be fond of. I think he's really good. Did you ever watch uh, Dallas, Dallas Buyers Club? Did such mm-hmm. a good job in that movie. And interestingly, the right to choose came from Donald Trump. But back to Governor Abbott. Remember Biden said that 
that when he lifted the restrictions in Texas that he was a Neanderthal? Yeah, well, it looks like uh, Sippy Cup Joe owes uh, Greg Abbott, the governor, an apology because they reported zero deaths from COVID on Sunday, only two months after the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, drew heat from Joe for rolling back business restrictions and lifting the state's mask mandate. They never had one in South Dakota. Now, it's a different terrain. It's not like New York. We have a densely populated area, high concentration of people, very small geographic area. It's a little bit different. The latest out of Israel, by the way, voters overwhelmingly, Rasmussen, say that Trump's Israel policy was much better. Uh, Congresswoman Omar, squad member, demanding Biden cancel arms sales to Israel. Wow. This is pretty this is pretty frightening. There was a piece out about how Schumer is on a collision course with his own party on Israel. And that is uh, apparently the, the fighting in the Middle East. You know, why isn't Schumer, Biden and Pelosi taken on the squad for their virulent anti-Semitism? Nearly 30 Senate Democrats are demanding that Israel back off before they do too much damage to the terrorist group Hamas whose charter calls for the destruction of Israel. Wow. Modern day appeasers. You don't think Joe's money to the Palestinians freeing up 235 million 40 days ago had something to do with this and his reopening of, of discussions and negotiations with Iranian mullahs that chant death to America, death to Israel, the same mullahs that just partnered with China and Russia uh, who provided arms to Iran to give to Yemen so they can fight a proxy war in the rest of the Middle East. We cannot let Israel, our closest ally, down. If nothing else, just get the hell out of the way and let Bibi do his job and protect his country. 1,500 rockets rain down on any American city, and you bet your ass that we're going to fight back. We better. What is this? Secretary of State Blinken, he see no evidence presented by Israel of Hamas's presence in the building. It was well known, and the AP was given a 10-minute warning. Senate Republicans trying to press Democrats with a resolution condemning the terrorist group Hamas. They don't want to sign it. Tom Cotton took on AP. They have uncomfortable questions to answer for sharing the Gaza building with Hamas? It's a good question, but they were given warning. Netanyahu let it out. You know, Michael Goodwin, great column today. Biden's got to let, Sippy Cup's got to let BB fight his own way. We should be helping them on the side of the people that are not the terrorists. So, this is pathetic. All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. So we have these deep, deep, deep blue states. We know the recall is going to take place out in California. The The toughest hurdle, in my view, is question one, and that is, do you do you support the recall of Gavin Newsom? Of course, you know, states like New York, California, New Jersey, Illinois, they're losing population. That's why they've lost congressional seats. Net negative population growth in California, first time ever. And people flocking out of New York, states like Florida, 
Texas. They're just they're killing it right now. And then was to make that happen, Gavin Newsom has to get below 50% of the vote on the question of should he be recalled. In other words, 50 plus 50% plus one vote to recall him, he's out. Then people go to question two, who would you like to replace Gavin Newsom? And that would be the list of people, for example, Caitlyn Jenner and, and the many others that will get involved in that race. But I think the tougher part is getting to question, getting through question one, especially in light of the fact that we now know Gavin Newsom is going to be sending checks. He got what in the blue state bailout, 40 some odd billion dollars. There's, there's been money coming from taxpayers in states that elect responsible governors and state legislatures that balance their budgets, live within their means, pay down their pensions, fund their pensions. These are states that keep taxes low, have better infrastructure, better services, better schools with far less money and much lower taxes, if any at all, state income tax. And then you got a state like New York. Now, there's a lot of news on Andrew Cuomo. Mark Simone, who's on our New York affiliate, AM710, WOR, he tweeted out, the ghoulish Governor Cuomo has set the record for tasteless pandemic profiteering, pocketing $5.2 million for a book that only sold 50,000 copies. By the way, in the publishing world, that is an unmitigated disaster. Although I got to give him credit, he sold more than Humpty Dumpty. Anyway, while killing hundred, while killing fifteen thousand senior citizens in his state's nursing homes, hashtag Cuomo lied. People died. hashtag Cuomo gotta go. Um, big piece in the New York Post today. At Cuomo reaps as New York weeps, talking all about his book. Now remember the timeline that we've got here. The timeline is is. That Andrew Cuomo in March of 2020 puts in place the executive order that mandates that nursing homes accept COVID-19 positive patients. Now we know that nursing homes, a lot of nursing home owners were saying, oh, we're not prepared for this. Now, the, the real irony in all of this is that Donald Trump built the largest hospital in America. He paid for it. He built it. He manned it. He provided all the PPE uh, that was needed, and the manpower, Javits Center, the, the hospital, uh, the Navy hospital ship Mercy, converted these facilities for COVID capability, which they were not originally intended for. And those beds remained 80% empty. It wasn't like it had nowhere else to go. Now, they began to get the numbers back that this was a disaster by June. And rather than change course, now, other states followed him, like New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Michigan and California with the nursing homes. Ron DeSantis, he mobilized every state agency in Florida to protect the, the elderly population of Florida. And as a result, Florida did infinitely better than New York. So not only and then we have the, the real whistleblower saying, yeah, the reason we didn't give you the accurate numbers is we didn't want the Justice Department to find out he writes this book american crisis leadership lessons from the covid 19 pandemic that was donald trump that built the hospitals manned the hospitals provided the ppe ended up you know forging an alliance with even auto manufacturers to get 
all of the ventilators that we needed. We never ran out of them. All the masks, all the gloves, all the shields, all the gowns, all the medicines. Got it all. And he got it done. And, and even Cuomo and Newsom and others praised him at the time. My colleague on Fox News, Janice Dean, yeah, she, uh, she lost two in-laws as a result of this. We've had her on a couple of times. Writes a column today, we now officially know how much Governor Cuomo received for his disgusting and possibly criminal book. $5.1 million. Was it worth it, Governor? When I first learned he was writing it, I thought it was a joke, she writes. It would have been a perfect satire headline for the Babylon Bee. Cuomo writes book congratulating himself while simultaneously helping to kill off thousands of seniors in nursing homes. A joke was on us. The nightmare is actually true. My husband lost both his mother and father in separate elder care facilities last spring. So sad. Now, if he would have recognized when the numbers started coming in rather than cover it up and reversed course and said, this isn't working. We have a problem with the ventilation systems that nobody anticipated. We got to fix this. I think people would have been very, it's not a matter of being forgiving, but everybody got everything wrong. Most everybody, all the models, all the predictions wrong. But anyway, now the question is, because this is beyond shameful, as the New York Post editorial said, but the media loved it. They lapped up his, his, his PowerPoint presentations daily. Some of the mainstream media mob couldn't run it enough. They stopped running Donald Trump's remarks, but they, they had to run Andrew Cuomo. They built him up. Now the question is that New York has been decimated. Spending out of a one-party state, filibuster-proof, Assembly and Senate. I don't know if Andrew's going to run for a fourth term. My guess is his ego won't allow him not to. Andrew Giuliani, the son of the former mayor, is now making his bid for this position. He joins us now. Andrew, good to have you on the program. We've known each other a long time. Uh uh, the last thing I would ever want for my kids is them to follow me into this this business of mine. Um, I hope and pray they never do. I would never encourage it. Uh, how'd your dad react to this? Sean, you know, I got to tell you, well, first and foremost, to just comment on one of the things you said there in the introduction. Let's be honest about that. Those 15,000 New Yorkers died because of Andrew Cuomo's ego. He did not want to give President Donald Trump the political win of sending up the USS Comfort. So those lives would have been saved if he had only recognized that he had had the space in the Javits Center and he had the space in the USS Comfort. As for that, Sean, and I think you know this as, as well as anybody, it's a time in our country and in our state's history for Americans, for New Yorkers to step up. We can either leave or we can stay and fight and take back our great state. And we need to do this all across the country. And, Sean, I know from your platform you do that every day and every night. And so, look, I look at my life as an opportunity over the next 50 years to make sure that we continue to build off the cornerstone that you, that Rudy Giuliani, that Donald Trump, that Ronald Reagan built. If I didn't get in this, Sean, I would not be able to sleep at night. Let me ask you, because you know the numbers, you know the registration advantage of Democrats in New York City. Are we talking about eight, nine million people, nine to one Democrats? That that makes it 
it, much harder. And these are hardcore Democrats. Defund the police, dismantle yeah. the police, um, you know, Green New Deal radicals. Yeah. The, the way the numbers work out, Sean, you know, a, any Republican who's going to win New York statewide is going to have to get close to 40 percent of the city. Just from a population standpoint, New York State has 19.5 million people. 8.5 of them live in the city. Uh, 11 million live in Westchester South, including Nassau and Suffolk. So a Republican has to be able to compete there. Who better to do that than somebody who has been taught and learned from by Rudy Giuliani? There's been no other Republican in the last 75 years that has been able to connect with New York Democrats. But more than anything, Sean, we're going to go out there and we're going to present I'm going to present my policies, which are good for New Yorkers, whether you're red or blue, Sean, whether they listen to your show, whether they don't listen to your show. The truth is we need to make sure that we're creating jobs and reducing taxes and making New York a business-friendly state. We need to make sure that parents have a choice in their kids' education and that school choice and charter schools expand. And most importantly, Sean, and I'm sure you heard this from another Giuliani at some point, we need to make sure the war on police stops. And it stops January 1st, 2023, from the governor's mansion in Albany, New York. Where do you stand on fracking? So, look, I mean, we can see property values. Uh, just the difference on the southern tier of New York between uh, Pennsylvania and New York. And, and you'll see the Pennsylvania real estate is three or four times as expensive. We need to figure out ways in New York to make sure we are creating revenue, that we are bringing jobs in. So I absolutely am for figuring out ways to make sure that we are doing clean fracking in New York. The latest push in New York to get more revenue beyond the higher taxes, he's now proposing the largest that New York would become number one in terms of state income tax. Mm -hmm. But other ways they appear to be wanting to get money is gambling, sports gambling and legalizing uh, weed, which is never a good idea, in my view. So I believe it's a gateway drug. Yeah. Well, look, the the numbers, and I think this is where we need to be very careful with with marijuana, but we also do need to realize that there is revenue, right? I mean, we we can look at, if you're under the age of 18 years old, I I think the numbers are, if you're under the age of 16 and and you use marijuana, you're three times more likely in your life to be a hard drug user. If you're under the age of 18 and use marijuana, you're two times more likely. After that, that it only gets up in multiples of 1x. So, you know, I think we really need to follow the numbers. And I believe the Republican Party has become the party of science over the last, over the last so year and a So you'd be open to it. To continue to do that. What's that? You'd be open to it. I, I would be open to it over the age of 18 or 21 years old, but I would follow the numbers, Sean. I would follow the facts on this stuff. I wouldn't just ultimately make an emotional decision one way or the other. But certainly on mobile sports gambling, Sean, what I have seen is I've seen more people that have the means leave the state. go to yeah, they go to New Jersey and do it. Their best. They absolutely yeah. do. I know more people that go to Jersey to do that. So that's lost revenue for New York. So, you know, we need to make sure that our next leader, our next governor, you'll get this in a Governor Giuliani, takes a look at it, took, looks at, looks at issues, not, not from an ideological perspective, but from a problem-solving perspective. You're going to be asked the issue of social issues. Now, you, your dad and I, I mean, I've known your dad. We've been friends for many, many years. He used to come on my late-night radio show. And, yeah. and you know, on social issues, uh, your dad was pretty liberal. 
you're going to mm-hmm. be asked probably almost immediately, if not already asked, I don't know, yep. about issues involving, say, gay marriage, uh, transgender mm-hmm. sports, um, issues like abortion. What are your answers? Yeah, well, look, truthfully, many of these issues have been decided in the courts already. And so anything that's been decided in the courts, I think as a candidate, you'd be doing yourself a disservice from actually going into those directly. What I can tell you is, I do think every New Yorker, whether you are straight, whether you're gay, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're, uh, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Christian, Gentile, um, every single New Yorker is being affected right now by the lack of economic opportunities in New York, by our education system, which is failing our kids, and by the unbelievable spike in crime in New York, Sean. You're talking about in 2020, there were more shootings in New York City than there were in 2018 and 19 combined. And I can tell you, that problem is not isolated in New York City. That problem is... So let me tell you what I'm hearing. I'm hearing law and order, safety and security. Uh, I am hearing lower taxes, less regulation. Absolutely. Uh, I am hearing choice in school. You have two teachers' unions that'll hate you, but okay. And I'm hearing that that you're going to follow the courts on social issues, and that's not why you're running. Is that a fair statement? I think that's right. I think for me, the the truth is we are focused on issues that are going to affect New Yorkers, every single New Yorker. And what affects every New Yorker, right? What's the reason why so many New Yorkers are moving down to Florida and moving out of state right now? It's because New York is no longer a business-friendly state. Florida is, as you said in your introduction. Texas is. And that's why businesses and jobs are leaving New York. How low do you think you can get the tax rates in New York, say the state income tax? Well, that is going to be a battle. That is going to be a battle with the legislatures, which I look forward to taking on. What I will promise New York is when I go up to Albany and I become elected governor, I will do everything I can for my executive power to reduce regulation, which is truly where the power of the governor stands from a regulatory standpoint. We saw this with President Trump over the last four years. On tax cuts, You need to work with the legislature on that. I will do everything in my power to make sure that we are reducing taxes in New York. And here's what I will do. I will be accountable to New Yorkers. I will tell them. I will bring them in on the process. And if their legislatures are failing them and we are presenting that, every single day New Yorkers will hear from their governor and they will know why their taxes have been cut or have chosen by a legislature not to be cut. But we will put that political pressure on them to get it done and make New York the most business-friendly state again so, in the union, the way DeWitt Clinton believed he built the year now. Last question. I only have a second. Do you believe it? Andrew yeah. runs again? The other it Andrew, not you. Me, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, Sean. It wouldn't surprise me either. Um, I've yeah. known you for a long time. Um, I hope New York will listen to you. And hear you out. And I actually think the moment is now, if New York ever has a chance to be an open mind, I think the timing is perfect. We're going to follow this closely. Andrew Giuliani, congratulations. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you tonight on Hannity. I appreciate it. Quick break. Right back. 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. So I got a lot of feedback on my comments on TV last night about uh, Harry. I'm not sure he's a prince anymore. And he called our First Amendment bonkers. Listen. 
I don't want to start sort of going down the First Amendment route because that's a huge subject and one of which I don't understand because I've only been here for a short period of time. But you can find a loophole in anything mm-hmm. and you can capitalize or exploit what's not said rather than uphold what is said. I got so much I want to say about the First Amendment. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're... I, I still don't understand it, but it is bonkers. So, what is our human right as an individual and as a family? You're saying that if the moment we step foot out of our house, that it's open season and free game. Yep. What, because of public interest? There's exactly. no public interest in you taking your kids for a walk down the beach. Right. Nothing. Yes. And of there's course, that news. No, there's not news. Yeah, yeah. This is my issue with it. It's like news should stay as news. What has happened in today's world is that news has been hijacked and used to commercially benefit a small group of people. So it's this sort of rabid feeding frenzy. Two days ago, Orlando Bloom sent me a message because he's down the road and we sort of keep in contact because of the paparazzi. Yeah. He sent me a photograph, which is security got, of this long-haired guy with a beanie on with his earpods in, with his massive camera lying in the back of his 4x4 truck backed out windows, a woman driving, who she likes the sort of the peace sign where she's sitting there as a distraction. And he's laid down in the back of this truck, taking photographs of them out with their kid. Yeah. And whoever else is in that area. How is that normal? How is that acceptable? How normal is it to grow up in palaces with, with crowns and worship and attention? Now, Harry is loved by the woke cancel culture, Hollywood crowd. I couldn't believe, Linda, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't uh, Meghan Markle uh, then try to get the government of Great Britain to investigate Piers Morgan because she didn't like Piers's honest comments about her? Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty chilling to me. But it here's is. the worst part. I, you know, I don't understand it, the First Amendment. It's bonkers. Bonkers. Well, well, with all due respect to the former prince, or if you're still a prince, I don't know what you are. Um, this is one of America's most sacred rights. It's called freedom of speech. It's protected by our Constitution, our First Amendment. Now, you've been welcomed with open arms in America. Many people love you. Many people, you know, can't wait to be around you. Many people are mesmerized. Harry is here and Megan is here. None of this impresses me. None of it. And, you know, we don't really need you coming from England to lecture us on our First Amendment, our Constitution. And if you're having a hard time understanding the importance of freedom of expression and the importance of constitutional principles that allow for a free exchange of ideas, which have made America the greatest country on Earth, then maybe this isn't the home for you. I know you live in Montecito. I think the average home price is over $14 million. I know you're scheduled. I guess, you know, you're doing all these business deals, and America's going to be very good to you and your bride. You know, but, um, you know, the, the irony in all of this for me is that that First Amendment that you don't understand that you think is bonkers, that would be the exact same First Amendment that allowed you and your wife, Megan to go on Oprah Winfrey's show and just trash your own family. That was protected by the First Amendment. We really don't need your lectures. Um, You're free to go home if you're unhappy here. Maybe you can go home and make amends at the beautiful palace, palaces, wherever you want to be. 
your country homes or wherever out in the burbs. You're free to go home, maybe make amends with the people that you hurt. You know, because you're enjoying the freedoms protected under the First Amendment while you live here in America. Now, the only reason you can say that is because you're in America. The only reason you can trash your family, lay out insinuations, but not name names, meaning put the entire family under suspicion of being a racist. One of the worst things you can say about somebody, because anybody that's a racist is a horrible person. But you did that to to a world audience that watched And I'm not really sure if your family even wants you to go back home after you trash them while exercising your First Amendment rights. Pretty ignorant, pretty arrogant, pretty disconnected from reality. You know, censorship, suppression of of thought, is that a good thing? Because to me, that's bonkers. We're all going to be little robots that can only say whatever the government tells us to say. No, you are going to be punished. Your punishment will be for speaking your mind. You want the government to be able to control what people are allowed to think, say, believe? You don't have to like it, but that's our that that's our system of government. I would think you'd have more respect. You know, I had um I had a couple interesting discussions, I think publicly and privately with Piers Morgan. And I think one of the biggest mistakes, Piers Morgan is a talented television host. I mean that. He replaced Larry King. Of course, we won that hands down. Uh, in the ratings war, and he make, he he owns it. He's yeah. Well, you gave me a sloshing or whatever he says. It was pretty funny. He's got a great sense of humor. I like. I actually like him. I mean, I I didn't understand why he walked off the set that day. I wish he didn't. But anyway, and I I I think love passionate debate. But I thought Piers was making a a fatal mistake. He thinks he can lecture the American people on the issue of the Second Amendment, and every time he'd lecture. Americans on the Second Amendment, more Americans would tune out of watching his show. So every time he did it, I was like, all right, there we go. Who's going to replace him? And eventually that happened. I want to live under freedom. I know it's become fashionable for us to feign outrage at words that are said by some people. Now, when you're a public figure, of which I happen to be, I signed up for this. I did. I understand I give it out four hours a day and I I take at least 40 hours a day from all around all different sorts of people that comment that don't like me. Now, if I don't like that life, I can leave it anytime I want because I live in a free country. You know, every job has its upside and downside. Getting trashed often is not. I'm the, you know what I think the thing is, is I, I'm I'm just not afraid to be in a fight with anybody. Nobody, no words hurt me that bad. They just don't. People lie about me all the time. People have, Linda, how many times we've been lied about? How many times we've been slandered? I wish we I would figure, change I the libels. I figure all day long while we're breathing, somebody's lying about us. Yeah, somebody. But you know what? I chose to be a public figure. Now, you were born into it. It's a little different situation. If you choose to exit the public life, you don't get the benefits of the name recognition, and you dropping your grenades, verbal grenades, on on anybody and everybody you want, and lecturing us and attacking your own family, in a way I kind of feel sorry for you, because it seems to me that you're kind of torn. Doesn't it seem like he's torn between, maybe not, maybe he just doesn't care about his family. I don't know. No, I think what's happened is he's gotten a taste of celebrity life where he's famous for being famous. 
You know, he basically is like, you know, the British Kardashian. You know, what has the man done? And you don't it's know, like, I'll okay. tell you what I liked Harry. I liked Harry when he was serving in the military. I thought that was cool. Right. But the problem is for him, he's always second to his brother, right? William's first. William's next in line. And yada, yada, right. yada. An L and a spell. That's exactly. And like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what does royalty really do? I don't really know. I, I don't understand it all that much. But, it, you know, I think to, to attack our First Amendment, you know, it's like, listen, people weren't allowed to talk to you in any way because you were a member of royalty. So nobody ever spoke out of turn to you. You're getting your first taste of people with opinions. And the taxpayers and you're finding out you're not that liked. Way. Right. Now, when we remember when we were in Great Britain, I'm not sure if you went out for the TV shoot that we had. And I'm like, they, they, remember, they had an anti-Trump rally. And I said, oh, let's go down there. And yep. everyone's looking at me like I'm nuts. I'm like, nah, nobody's going to know me here. No, it'll be great. It'll be awesome. We were there maybe 30 seconds and we were spotted. And a nice little crowd started to develop and surround us. And then the police yeah, but those came people in. were really intense, Sean. I mean, it was, they had so much venom and hatred in them. It was insane. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. So I, I, was I like, wanted oh to stay. And the, and the bubbies or the police, you know, they wouldn't let me stay. I'm like, I can handle this. Fine. No, uh, sir, sir. And now they're nervous. By the way, cops in Great Britain aren't armed. That's, that's crazy. All right, as we continue, back to our busy phones. Let's go to Mark in Wisconsin. What's up, Mark? Glad you called, sir. The liberal left may hate you, but the rest of us love you, so don't worry. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, I do this show for people that believe in liberty, freedom, our Constitution, capitalism, common sense, and a strong America. Well, excellent. Well, I believe in a strong America, and I've worked in the trucking industry all my life. And what's going on right now with the fuel shortages, it's not just, you know, you see the fuel price, that's the visual, but there's so much more cost of it that's put into it by regulations from our government and from states like California where they require, they put, you know, additional costs upon the business based on uh, their diesel emissions regulations. And instead of letting the free market dictate it, the uh, the states are dictating it and putting additional costs upon the rest of us besides the fuel cost you see um, to operate that vehicle. You know, it takes oil. Let, let me ask you, how long, so you drive 18 wheelers, right? I've been involved in the industry since I was a child. I, I've lived wow. in my trucks. I've been an owner-operator. I've been a driver. I've ran fleets. I'm kind of an industry historian. I'm, I, I'm a total geek when it comes to trucks. And um, I think they're the, the coolest things ever. The trucking industry dazzles me well, because I know everything it, I buy in whatever store I go to got there by a truck. I do a lot of stuff with show trucks, so I'll have to get you to a truck show sometime, Sean. How's that sound? Uh, listen, I mean, what's your favorite of all the trucks out there? You know, Freightliner. I don't know all the names, but uh, I'm a Kenworth guy. So give okay. me a big uh, 300 inch truck. Wheel- yeah, well, I've known a lot of Mac history. I've 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 read Macs, and but I'm a Kenworth guy, so I've been uh, big big extended hood W900L. Uh, you know, about 300 inch wheel. Because I have friends of mine in the trucking industry; mm-hmm. they're doing very well. Here's what I've been yeah. saying, though, and you correct me. Now that the price of fuel has gone up, and it's every single thing we buy is going to cost more. Truck drivers, they're not going to accept less per mile than what they're getting currently, right? Uh, own no. operators, they're not going to take less profit. They're just going to charge more per mile. Am I wrong? 
Uh, well, there's a number of factors that go into that. Um, you know, the rates are set. If somebody doesn't want to take that load, the broker or the shipper may actually have to up that rate because, you know, I'm not going to put it on my truck for that. Plus, then on top of that, we're going to charge a fuel surcharge to move that freight um, based on the current fuel prices around the country. That's either as a national average or a regional average as well. So there's well, additional I- costs that will go on top of that, you know, based on if you're running in an area like in the Northeast or wherever that maybe require high tolls, um, you know, the cost of operating your vehicle, plus, you know, the other incentives, uh, but also a fuel surcharge that goes on top of, um, you know, the cost of that fuel to help uh, the fluctuation, adjust for that fluctuation of fuel cost to the vehicle. You know, listen, I just I just know something that I think everybody, maybe we have, we don't appreciate some professions as much as others, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, frankly, I can tell you from my years as uh, working in restaurants and, and in contracting, um, I didn't get undue praise. I, you know, I reluctantly get the check that and uh, and the money that we had agreed to before the job, uh, even if I did a great job. But um, and then I've always said fame is not healthy. And I, I know we put our athletes on a pedestal, certain people on a pedestal. I don't think anyone belongs on a pedestal because the lifeline to this country is the trucking industry, the farming industry, the packing industry, uh, the medical supply industry. And, you know, they're unsung heroes. I always say that what makes America great are its people, the people whose names we don't know that work their asses off, you know, to 12, 14, 16 hours a day that raise their kids with good values. They put food on the table, a roof over their kid's head, you know, that that are generous in, in ways you can't even imagine, obey the laws, follow the rules, pay their taxes, and, and they just make the country great and make our lives easier with the goods and services they provide. I did what I loved for years and years and years, run up and down our highways. I got to see parts of the country that a lot of people never get to see. And I just, you know, enjoyed what I did. I wanted people to leave me alone and do my job, make a nice living. And, and uh, you know, I've been fortunate to do what I've loved since I was a child, you know, play with big trucks and, and, uh, on many different levels. And, well, I think um, that's not, really not, cool. Not that's a great, that, great so. story. And, you know, tell everybody you meet in the trucking industry, they have a fan in Sean Hannity. Okay. <laughs> well, I know there's a lot of us who listen to you. I got a lot of friends who listen to you and, so you're uh, you you listen to out there. I know all around you guys the country, don't use like CB radios anymore, like Breaker Breaker One Nine, right? That's all over. No, I still use them. I have to come up with a handle for you, Sean. For Sean, for you, uh, Sean. So you know, handle. Uh, I love it. I'm I'm in. I got to get a CB radio. <laughs> talk to my trucker buddies. All right, Mark. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. Wish Thank you the you, best Sean. always. Uh, Eight hundred nine four one. Sean is our number. If you want to be a part of the program. Quick break, right back. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Final half hour of the program today. Your calls, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Now, I know that we had two impeachments, one over Ukraine and a hearsay non-whistleblower, anonymous hearsay non-whistleblower, whistleblower, we went through that sham or shift show, as we call it on this program affectionately. And uh, that was very simply that Do- Donald Trump, he, he said something on the phone with, with President Zelensky. There was nothing wrong with the phone call. We go through this impeachment process and we had plenty of hearsay witnesses, plenty of opinion witnesses. There was only one fact witness in that impeachment trial 
the one fact witness said, well, what did the president say that he wanted from Ukraine? He said, uh, I, I don't want anything. I, 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 I don't want a quid pro quo. I, I want them to do what's right with the money we give them. Anything wrong with that? Now, to get there, you had to ignore, that is, zero experience Hunter, his deal with Burisma, and then a more, a less cognitively struggling Joe Biden bragging before the Council of Foreign Relations how he sat down with the Ukrainians and said, you're not getting the $1 billion. He's in charge of Ukraine policy for the Obama-Biden administration. You're not getting the billion. Uh, you got, uh, looks at his watch, you got six hours. And you're either going to fire this prosecutor why would a vice president of the United States want a prosecutor in Ukraine fired or threaten promised aid of a billion dollars? Who's this prosecutor? Oh, he's the one that was investigating his zero experience on Hunter. Now let's go back and let's listen to Joe bragging about leveraging your hard-earned tax dollars and what is a real quid and pro and quo. Listen. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a got fired. Oh, son of a B got fired. He, fired, he leveraged a billion tax dollars, quid pro quo Joe, to get the prosecutor in Ukraine fired. Now, Hunter, he's 50 years old. He's not a kid. Not like we're going after the president's children, young children. No, we're not at all. As a matter of fact, I think Hunter, zero experience, has gotten, you know, frankly, kid glove treatment by pretty much everybody. Except for us, that we just, and I'm not even focused on the on the personal life issues, which are many and might be getting far worse as time goes on. Time will tell based on some briefings I've had with people that have actually seen the laptop that my own lawyers refuse to allow me to get a copy of amazing. What could possibly be on there that my lawyers are like, no, you are not allowed. We're forbidding you from taking custody of it. And I listen to my lawyers. I follow the law. I don't want to get in trouble. Anyway, so Hunter Biden goes on Good Morning America. And how is it that he's being paid millions? Did he have any experience in oil or gas or energy or Ukraine? Well, here's him. When he said, I hope you know what you're doing, what did he think you were doing? Well, he read the press reports that I joined the board of Burisma, which was a Ukrainian natural gas company. And there's been a, a, a lot of misinformation about me, not about my dad. Nobody buys that, but it buys this idea that I was unqualified to be on the board. What were your qualifications to be on the board of Burisma? Well, I was vice chairman of the board of Amtrak for five years. I was the chairman of the board of the UN World Food Program. I was a lawyer for Boyce Schiller Flexner, one of the most prestigious law firms in the world. You didn't have any extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though? Uh, no, but I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else that was on the board. If not more. Oh, and then it goes further and it asks, well, why do you think you got hired? I I don't know. Is it because your last name's Biden? Probably. Probably. In the list that you gave me of the reasons why you're on that board, you did not list the fact that you were the son of the vice president. Of course. Yeah. No. What role do you think that played? 
I think that it is impossible for me to be on any of the boards that I just mentioned without saying that I'm the son of the vice president of the United States. You were paid $50,000 a month for your position? Look, I'm a private citizen. One thing that I don't have to do is sit here and open my kimono as it relates to how much money I make or make or did or didn't. But it's all been reported. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. Zero experience makes millions. Then we found out about the Bank of China deal started as a billion dollar deal. Just what, 10 days after he went on Air Force Two with Joe to China and he makes a deal with the Bank of China, private equity deal becomes a billion five deal. Then the Grassley uh, Chuck Grassley, Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson report comes out. Then we find out other countries are transferring funds over to his company, including Kazakhstan and an oligarch from there. Uh, 3.5 million with a Russian oligarch known as the First Lady of Moscow. And now longtime friend of this program, Luke uh, Rosiak, uh, is doing a four part series on Hunter and the nefarious activities of the Biden syndicate family and Hunter's world. Biden's son had tentacles in dark cor- corners of the world far beyond China and Ukraine. And Luke Rosiak joins us now with his investigative report. It's kind of amazing because if this was Vice President Trump and Don Jr. and zero experience Don and and Vice President Trump leveraging a billion taxpayer dollars, I do think, Luke, maybe I'm wrong, but I do believe that probably there would be a lot of outrage from the Democrats and the media. Yeah, I'd say. And really what we heard about uh, Burisma is kind of just the tip of the iceberg. He, he was trying to do deals wherever he could. And he goes on these programs and he says, well, I don't know if Burisma would have hired me if it was my last name. You know, I've seen emails. They, Burisma writes in the press release, in the draft press release, basically, this guy, the reason he's on the board is because he's the son of the vice president. And, you know, Hunter has them edited and says, you should be more subtle. So there's a lot of dishonesty here. I mean, it's pretty transparent going through these emails. They, they barely even try to hide it. Um, you know, there's one of these, there's one email where he says to this Mexican billionaire, I have brought every single person you've ever asked me to bring to the effing White House. And then you go silent. I've been, I appreciate you letting me stay at your resort villa, but we've been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. So, you know, this is a guy that he's dealing with Joe Biden's brother, Jim. He's dealing with Hunter. And there's this Mexican billionaire. And they want to do a deal with the billionaire. So they bring him in and they meet with Joe Biden. But they don't get the Hunter doesn't get the money that he wants. And so he's basically, you know, yelling at this guy. Um, you know, the, basically the Joe Biden. So one of the most interesting things in these emails, I think, is that um, Hunter planned for a business that would include him, one of his Burisma style international quote investors and Joe Biden. Um, and so there's an email that says, quote, in order to develop this as a platform for both JRBs, meaning Joe Biden and his son, Bo, I think it's important that we have full control in 2016 when JRB1 comes on board. 
And so this is a, a firm that they wanted to uh, start up that would involve Hunter, Joe Biden, and a guy named Jeff Cooper. And so Jeff Cooper is a guy that um, basically tried to broker a deal between Burisma and Mexico. Um, he flew down to Mexico with Joe Biden, um, also worked with Hunter trying to steer money uh, to Hunter's company. And so he's very immersed in the worlds of both the father and the son. Um, and he's got these gambling ventures. He's just kind of the classic, kind of does whatever he can all over the world to make money. Um, and so, you know, they had plans to um, create such a company, according to these emails. And then, uh, you know, the other, the brother, Bo, died, and, you know, any number of other things could have happened where obviously this firm didn't actually wind up uh, happening. But uh, Jeff Cooper is, you know, kind of fully immersed in this world of basically we'll go to any dark cranny of Eastern Europe or whatever and, and get a few bucks. Um, you know, they were receiving emails all the, the – basically what, what value are they providing, as you indicated? That's what we have to ask here. And, and so there's emails where, um, you know, Jim Biden – emails Hunter and says, we've got a quick and easy oil deal for, uh, you know, Carlos Slim, the richest man in the world. And so there's a buyer and the seller, and we don't have financing, and we're not the buyer. And so what, are you, what value are you adding to this oil deal? If you're not the buyer, you're not the seller, and you don't have financing. They just kind of insert themselves into international ventures and take money. And they often invoke Joe Biden's role. They go down to Colombia and they have a brochure that says, you know, Joe Biden is a, is a key point person in the U.S. in Colombia. And they take all these meetings about how to make money. Um, you know, they meet with one guy and then they say, oh, well, you know, this guy actually kidnapped the aunt of another guy we met with. So they're just meeting with anyone. They don't kind of know who any of these people are. They're trying to do business with Taiwan, uh, with, with Thailand at the same time as they're doing business with China, and they don't understand the conflict. Um, they're trying to set up a deal in Qatar, which is an infamous abuser of, of labor rights, and the unions hate it. And they say, well, maybe we can make money by partnering Qatar with the, um, with the unions. They're just kind of going all around the world without almost any understanding of what they're doing and getting let me, money. Let me add um, some emph what? emphasis to this point, because not only is it Mexico, it's also Chile. It's also Canada. It's uh, you mentioned Mexico, uh, Taiwan, Thailand and, and Qatar, but also the Philippines, Israel, Turkey, the UAE, Colombia, Argentina, uh, finally, uh, somewhere in Africa, Ghana or Tanzania, Hunter wrote that himself. And then this whole wealth creation scheme that apparently you've had access to these emails uh, that he uh, exchanged with a, a talent agent, uh, you know, the School of Public Policy, uh, University of Delaware, the Family Foundation, the Institute of Foreign Relations, wealth creation, you know, all of which you're 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 mentioning in all of this. And then in the, you also put in, in order to develop this as a platform for both JRBs, Joe Bidens, right? I think it's imperative the three of us have full control come 2016 when Joe Biden, JRB1, comes on board. Is that Joe Biden they're talking about in 2014? 
Yes, exactly. And, and you know, this Cooper guy, I mean, he is, he is quite the character. He was originally a lawyer that was doing asbestos lawsuits with Bo Biden. And Joe Biden, who was on the Judiciary Committee, uh, you know, made it so that the trial lawyers could like, make a lot of money with these asbestos suits. He, you know, intervened in the issue. Uh, you know, time goes on, and, and Cooper starts just kind of doing random business deals all over the world and starts getting in with Hunter. And then he starts flying around the world with Joe Biden. And so he really does bridge both of their worlds, and they talk about going into business together. Um, you know, and but, you know, some of these, the West Indies, you got to really check out the articles on the Daily Wire because it's just the drumbeat of example after example after example. Hunter goes on TV and he says, well, I just did this one thing in Ukraine because Vladimir Putin is bad. And so by me taking 50 grand a month from the Ukrainians, that would somehow send a message to Russia. That's not what it was. He wanted money anywhere he could get it. Some of these places didn't really want to do business with him or he didn't know how to pull it off, but he was trying to do anything he could. They talk about, you know, maybe we can go to Tanzania and, and mine the, you know, pan rivers for gold. Um, it's just kind of, it, it's a crazy world that this guy occupies. Um, <clears throat> You know, he gets in, he's dealing with this guy in the West Indies, and they say, well, you know, it's got a, a, a value of $10 billion. And Devin Archer, who later went to jail, says he talked to his professor, and we could get, these can get traded, and we can get 10% in fees. We need to get these guys a meeting with your dad. Uh, so, you know, these people are basically saying you can get a billion dollars if you set up a meeting with Joe Biden. And they don't even understand the financial instruments that they're dealing with, the financial deals. They, they literally call up a professor and they say, what is this? How does the money work? Um, and, and so, you know, it, it's basically transparent attempts by essentially third world lackeys to trade on influence. And, and it just went on and on and on for, for years. And it closely tracked, um, you know, Joe Biden's um, where, you know, the, the areas of focus uh, for his international um, policy dealings. As we continue with investigative reporter Luke Rosiak is with us. So all of this is happening, and now the question is, now you did not, it sounds like after reading your piece, you did not have access to the entire uh, Hunter Biden laptop. Is that true? Uh, I've got tens of thousands of, of emails, and, you know, I, I should note that. Well, there are other things on that laptop I've been told by people that have it, people that my sources that have briefed me, that there are a lot of other things on there that nobody's quite revealed yet. Have you heard about them yourself? I'm not sure about that. What I've gone through so far has been limited to the to the email, so I don't really have information about that. Okay. Well, I think what you have here is is a lot. I'm I'm not being critical in any way. It's just I'm trying to get corroboration for something that my own lawyers won't let me look at ever, period, goodbye. I mean, it's kind of a strange moment for me. And others saying it's uh, it's pretty bad stuff. But anyway, we're going to put your full reporting uh, on Hannity.com. Uh, great work as always. And we always appreciate you being with us. Luke Rosiak. Thank you, Sean. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Your call is coming up next for the next half hour. Quick break. Right back. All right. 25 to the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Look, can New York be won by a Republican? It's hard. I mean, it, it, when you have New York City, nine to one Democrats to, to Republicans registered, and they're so hardcore, woke left, radical left. 
that they can't even say riots are riots. The, the same people that wanted and got defunding of the police, the, the same people that support redistribution, the same people that think it's a good idea to give people that don't respect our, our laws, our borders, our sovereignty, uh, checks on top of the housing and the food and the health care and the education that we are paying for. Um, it's 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 hard. Upstate New York is a, a shambles economically. Long Island, I think, is finally beginning to wake up a little bit. So I, I just don't know. Gavin Newsom, the biggest, he, you know, he a recall is going to happen. That's 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 a certainty. But now he's about to bribe everybody in California. Two thirds of the population will get a check from Gavin Newsom. What are we, the federal government, the blue state bailout, what, $40 billion? He's got a $75 billion surplus. Well, why are we, the taxpayers, that elect responsible? Well, not me. I mean, I try, but I don't have any say in New York at all. Uh, Why do red state citizens have to bail out California when they've got a $75 billion surplus with their, you know, nearly 14% state income tax rate? And their 50 cents a gallon gas tax and their property taxes and their sales taxes. How, why do we have to pay for that? What? So Gavin can then, you know, aid in a bet law breaking by being a sanctuary state, and not following the laws that he does dis, just disagrees with. And now also rewarding people here illegally with checks. Uh, come from anywhere in the world. We'll give you a check. Not a bad and free health care and a place to live and schools for your kids. Not a bad deal. We can't afford it. Not that I don't want to be nice and generous to people. We're the most generous country on the face of this earth. But that's not America first. That's putting America and, and our kids and grandkids in debt forever, in perpetuity. So the big question out there is, can you get 50% plus one to recall Gavin Newsom? I think that's the harder vote. There's going to be a lot of people, if, if, if you get to that point and he's recalled... Then question two is, okay, now pick from the list of people that are running for governor, Caitlyn Jenner and, and a bunch of other people. That I think that's the hard part. Can Andrew Cuomo actually win again in New York? I'd say, yeah, unfortunately. That's how out of touch, you know, I, I, it's just, it's madness. That's why I keep saying, if you're going to move out of states like New York and New Jersey, and Illinois and California, don't bring your, your liberal New Green Deal socialism with you. Leave it in the state from which you come. Don't ruin the next state that you're going to because they're doing much better without you. Uh, and if you're going to bring it and bring your policies with you, it's going to be a disaster. There's a study out. I, I love this study. I mean, we did it in relation to Cuomo is people have been migrating now for years. That's why they're losing congressional seats in states like New York and and California. That's why states like Texas and Florida are gaining congressional seats. But they're hemorrhaging a lot of residents in the last 10 years. California recording their first year ever of population decline. Florida, Texas, you know, are attracting many of these blue state refugees is a worrying trend because there's no evidence that those fleeing blue states are, aren't going to vote the same way they did in their old states. There's a new study from Wallet Hub. Never heard of them, but seems legitimate. It was on Bongino.com. I saw his website. Comparing the states with one criteria, taxpayer return on investment. 
You calculate the metric by comparing taxes per capita to the quality of government services that the state is providing, infrastructure, crime, schools, uh, water quality, hospital systems, uh, percent of residents in poverty. And lo and behold, uh, to little surprise, red states rank the best. You've got, in terms of the overall return on investment, New Hampshire one, Florida two, South Dakota three, Virginia, shockingly, four, but they got a ton of money from D.C. and Northern Virginia, Missouri five, Ohio six, Texas seven, Georgia eight, then Nebraska, Tennessee, and it goes on down the list. When you finally get to the bottom of the list, let's see, got Hawaii, 50, California, 49, New York, 44, New Jersey, 38. I don't know where Michigan is. I got to find Michigan. Where's Michigan on my list here? It's a pretty long list. That's why I'm I'm looking for it. Got to be here somewhere. Michigan did a little better than I thought, 23. It's getting worse, though. All right, to our phones we go, 800-941-SEAN. You want to join us, Chuck in Kentucky. What's up, Chuck? How are you, my friend? Hey, Sean, thank you for receiving my call. Uh, I'm a former U.S. Army Infantry officer, served six years on active duty and 14 in the reserves. Thank uh, you for serving your country. Thank you. Uh, I'm a hardcore conservative, and I cannot believe that this country is allowing Joe Biden and Hunter Biden to get away with what they're doing. Uh, it just, it, it's mind-boggling. It's almost as bad as history repeating itself with FDR. I have a Ph.D. in history, and I'm a historian, and uh, I cannot believe the crimes that Hunter Biden has committed, and he is not being held to answer for them. Uh, it's just, it just, it, it, it's truly amazing. Uh, the Ukraine deal uh, back in 220 or whatever, where he was getting all that money, uh, he should have been taken to trial. His father should have been taken to trial. Uh, it's almost as if Biden thinks the way Nixon did when he said, uh, well, if the president does it, it's not a crime. Yes, it is a crime. Uh, and we need to look at that. And we've turned our back on our allies. I mean, China's looking in, looking at wanting to go in and invade Taiwan. Russia's re- ready to, Putin is ready to go ahead. And I'm serious in the way I think about this. I think he's trying to recreate the USSR without Germany. That's the thing. Yeah, I think he's trying to take Romania back, Ukraine, every, all those countries he wants back. Under his well, control. he's on the border of Ukraine again, and that happened, the whole Crimea issue, when uh, Biden and Obama were in the White House the last time. Uh, the thing that is most disturbing to me is is Russian arms, Chinese arms, uh, handed over to Iran, shipped to Yemen for a proxy war in the Middle East. Uh, that's problematic in terms of, of stability in the entire Middle East, but, but, but that's the trifecta. The only thing they need to add to their little group would be North Korea. Then we're really in a, a deep hole. And yes. I think that all of these foreign leaders to, you know, stick with my narrative, which I stand by. I don't think Joe is with it. He's lazy. He's getting up. It doesn't get to the office till 930 and usually has less than one scheduled thing to do a day. And he does one away. It's like he seems so exhausted. One little event. So tired. So exhausted. And, you know, that's why I'm calling him warm, milky and sippy cup Joe. 
because uh, he doesn't seem too together to me. It looks like a significant decline has occurred between when he left in 2017 and today. That's what I see. Uh, Kelly in California, the United Socialist Utopia. What's up, Kelly? How are you? Hi, Sean. I am a lifelong Californian. I have sold my house. I'm leaving the state. And due to the crazy taxes and the craziness, but one thing is, I do not feel safe here anymore. The governor, Newsom, is closing the prisons. Two of them are closing. One is coming up in September, letting out inmates. But in the meantime, he has extra security. Besides his security detail, uh, he has brought in extra officers paying overtime for 24-7 after the, uh, the kidnapping plot in Michigan. He's added, so that was in October, he's added officers 24-7 to sit outside of his house. That is on top of his security detail. In the meantime, as Californians, we can't even get police to come to a call because they're so busy and we don't have enough officers. Well, it's not that, and they don't want to work either because they're afraid to. They're not free exactly. to do their job. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and I'm just telling you that it's a big problem. And, you know, when Comrade de Blasio came in my studio that one day, and I said, all right, well, you have four armed New York City police detectives around him, protecting him. I said, does every New Yorker, should they have the right to protect themselves with firearms where they live or work? Uh, and his answer was, every New Yorker has the right to be safe. I said, I didn't ask you if they had the right to be safe. I asked you, do, should they have the right to have in their, their own protection at home or work? Every New Yorker has the right to be safe because the answer is no. He doesn't believe that every New Yorker should be able to get a firearm. And he just didn't want to answer the question, like a lot of other issues. Um, anyway, you make a good point. The biggest challenge, you mark my words, what's going to happen out in California. Um, it's going to be question one. Because he's writing checks now to two-thirds of the population of California in the lead-up to this recall vote. Well, sounds a little bit to me like using... While other states' money, when he had a $75 billion surplus, and using other states' money to, uh, well, let's just say that nicely, incentivize people to go out and vote for him. Unbelievable. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate it. Uh, Shepard is in Florida. What's up, Shepard? How are you? Hello, Sean. You might be wondering why anyone would vote for Biden or Bernie or Cortez. I'm here to tell you why. I grew up in a family and a Bronx neighborhood full of lefty socialists. With my family, it was always tax the rich, screw the rich, take it from the rich. They got their money by lying, cheating, stealing, and standing on the backs of the poor. And if they didn't, well, they were just plain lucky and they inherited it. My family not only hated wealthy people, they hated anyone who had even a little bit more than they had. If my father owned a Ford and our neighbor down the street owned a Buick, dad was not happy. God forbid if they owned a Cadillac. They must be involved in some kind of criminal chicanery because there's no way they could afford that legitimately. Okay, fast forward to 2012. My dear aunt passes away in New Jersey at the age of 93. My brother and I, by the way, side note, my brother had a criminal record that read like a New York City phone book. We were uh, uh, to receive an inheritance, so we went to the lawyer's office to meet with after the day after her funeral, and he was explaining to us the probate procedure and all that. 
when my brother heard what we would end up paying in taxes, he hit the ceiling. He said, wait a minute here. Our aunt and uncle already worked and paid taxes on this money. Why is it being taxed again? Well, the irony was so delicious, I couldn't resist taking the other side. I said, well, wait a minute now, Mr. Tax the Rich. We're going to have paid off homes, paid off cars, nice little something in the bank, nice little something in retirement. Don't you think we should pay our fair share? Hmm. And he said, but we're not rich. I said, I said, well, to some people, we are. Now the shoe is on the other foot. How's it feel? He started yelling some profanity. And at that point, the lawyer stepped in and said, gentlemen, this is a legal proceeding. Would you mind keeping your bickering at home? Wow. What an incredible story. I wish I could. I wish I could talk to you another hour. Um, I will tell you this. You know, it's uh, what did Margaret Thatcher say? Socialism is great till you run out of somebody else's money. I don't understand class envy because I, I did everything on my own. I started with nothing in my adult life. I, I, I was financially independent at 10 and I'm not kidding. My parent, my father this is a flop house to you because I just sleep there and eat whatever food was in the refrigerator. And then basically I worked all the time and I made my own money. I didn't need my parents money. I was fiercely independent. But I didn't have money, like real money. And all the years that I worked in restaurants, contracting, it was hard to save even a little bit. But I was always a bit of a saver and started in radio. You don't get paid when you start in radio. Even when you get paid, you don't get paid. It's like you can't even balance. You get a cheap apartment barely. So um, I've been on both sides of it. I can tell you, though, there's something about the dignity of work. And when you start working and you pay taxes... The lessons you learn are pretty amazing. Appreciate the call, Shepard. Call back anytime. We appreciate you uh, joining us. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan, Ron Johnson, Senator Wisconsin, Lindsey Graham, Eric Trump, Andrew Giuliani running for the governorship of New York. And we'll have a Hannity special investigation on the border and COVID that you won't get from the mob. 9 Eastern tonight, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you then. We'll be back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.